Episode 64. Yeah. Episode Nintendo 64? Episode, it's a square. Episode, yeah. Eight squared. Episode eight squared of Offbeat Track. That's cute. That eight squared should be it. Eight squared sounds like it could be like a cute synth pop band, That's doesn't a fire it? Fire ass mixtape right there. All right. Eight squared. Eight squared is my future synth pop band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Max. I'm Danielle. We have a guest with us today. We do. We our first guest. We have friends. It, it took us freaking sixty four episodes to find somebody who liked us enough to come be on the show with us. Yeah, that's it. And we're here. <laughs> Hello, guest. Hello, I am Jeannie. Everyone. Uh, Nice to talk to everyone in Offbeat Tracks world. Jeannie and I have been friends for six years now. I met I met you. Yeah, I met him right after (laughs) I moved back to Louisville in 2011. And um, we just instantly clicked. I heard about um, about Jeannie from my our mutual friend Lisa. She's the one who introduced us, and she was like, "You got to meet Eugene. You guys will click on music." And usually, when people say that to me, I'm like, "Okay," because you know how it is. Like when you like really weird music, it's like, "Okay, yeah." But then I meet Jeannie, and he like. Literally out of the gate, like we start talking about Vicious Pink, I think was one of the first groups we ever talk about. Yeah, you like, were telling me about them. Genie knows his shit, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally knows his shit better than basically anyone I know. So it's a total natural fit for him to be here. Thank and, you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, we're here today because I knew you would have a lot to say uh, about the artist we, we chose for this episode, uh, Miss Martika. Is uh, mm-hmm. who we're talking about today? We decided Related to last week. Yeah, we decided since we talked about her husband last week, <laughs> let's uh, just bring the whole family. Might in. as well just rope <laughs> her on in too. So I gotta say, uh, out of the gate, I learned something in researching her. I was completely wrong about Martika's like background. For whatever reason, I thought Martika was Canadian. I don't know where what? I got that. Cuban. Yeah, um, her her parents are Cuban, but she herself is uh, from California. I don't uh, know. I don't know why I thought that she was Canadian. No, I don't know where I got that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in here that she's from Whittier, California. She is. And who else is from Whittier, California? Anybody? Uh, anybody? This no. is important. School us. Richard Nixon. Oh. If there's a Nixon connection, I'm gonna bring it into the show. Uh. <laughs> Martika is my Nixon connection. <laughs> Yeah, so Martika's from Whittier, California, which I had not even heard of. Um, her real name's Marta, Marta Marrero. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in 1969. Um, nice. Her first big break was uh, to being cast on Kids Incorporated. Kids she- Incorporated. S yes! I love that show. <laughs> wow. You could not say anything to me when that show came on. I was right in front of the TV. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I loved Kids Incorporated. Uh, Except she was my least favorite, oddly enough. My favorite was always Ryan. I was always like a Stacy girl, which is weird because like in real life, Stacy is Fergie now. <laughs> right. That was Stacy back when she was a little kid. I thought she, I wanted to be her. I wanted that big blonde hair i thought she was perfect now i hate her but back then that was like all i wanted to be was fergie like pre-meth <laughs> this is gonna be a wild one please don't sue us she she knows she was on meth was she is that a thing i didn't know that i thought you were just being me no okay my apologies now who's the mean one? I'm well, just stating facts. You're listen, just like... <laughs> props to you, Fergie, and your struggles with meth and that you're not on it anymore. So back to talking about Martika, uh, who got her start on Kids Incorporated mm-hmm. at 15. Um, she got signed finally to CBS uh, Records in 1988. 
um, they would put out her debut record. Um, before we talk about her debut record, though, we have to talk about this weird little clip that <laughs> almost, it looks like barely a step above public access television that what, I found. What? I was like, what the hell is this? Okay, I know it's so my favorite show. There is this single called um, Bounce Back that it seems like everybody and their mother recorded a version of at some point in the 80s. I think the original version was the one by Fire on Blonde. Mm. Um, and I, but Martika did a version of it, which I would assume was like 1987, probably a year before the album yeah. came out. Cause she's like, she still looks like a kid in the clip, right? Yes, she does. But she, we've, I found this clip of her on this show called entertainment 80 with this very weirdo, like, you know, eighties yacht rock man. His name is Ryan Sammons and he's a genius. He's oh. a genius in, um, awkward, is this sexual harassment television? I, I was kind of wondering if it was bordering that I felt that violated line. watching it. Please get on the website. We'll put it on there. Yeah. Please get on there and watch it because it's... Um, this one's definitely going in the show notes. Oh, we'll make sure it's Lord. like the first clip. Like, cause it's it's something. Like, it's like, seriously, it's like 15, 16-year-old Martika. Like, tee here's my new video. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. that was a pretty cool video, Martika. He's like, all I remember is I was wearing ripped jeans. And he's yes. like, I wish I were there with you with those ripped jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a wild like some, show. Somebody get Ryan a glass of water, please. <laughs> somebody just pour a bucket of cold water on that yeah. man. Yeah, flash dance flash style. Dance. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, what what did what did you guys think of Martika's version of that song? I've never heard any other version. Oh, really? I, I was oh. I was just watching this. I was just like, "What?" What is going on? That really surprises me because uh, I, I guess it's not surprising that you hadn't heard the Fire on Blonde version because yes. that's pretty, that's a weirdo off. Her version sounds almost identical to the Fire on Blonde okay. version. She just doesn't have the same European accent or whatever that the <laughs> lady who's singing it does. Um, and evidently not a Canadian one yeah. either. Um, but I'm surprised you don't know it because uh, my favorite version of it was done by Alicia in 1990 okay. on her second record, which I believe was called Bounce Back. <laughs> I think she named her second album after this. Anyway, um, yeah, so um, here's a, we'll, we'll roll a little clip here of Martika's version. So yeah, I guess that was Martika's first um, first single, yeah, officially. And Although her- I, d- I don't I don't know that it was ever actually like pressed on a disc and and shipped out. I couldn't find any evidence that it, it had, either. that it had been released. Yeah, the only thing I had seen on there is that she had just performed it on there, um, and I, that's the only history I saw on it. I wonder if like they tape like the idea was that they taped it for Kids Incorporated, and then it just kind of worked, and they shot a video of just her doing. I don't know, maybe it was something like that. Mm-mm. I don't know. So Martika's debut record came out 1988 uh, worldwide. It was a big old hit, too. Um, yep. It topped at number 15 in the U.S., number 11 in the U.K., and it went all the way to number two in Australia. She nice. was she was big in Australia, mm-hmm. um, as we will revisit later. Um, also, some tracks on some versions of the album, uh, she would record them in Spanish. Um, there are like, I think, four or five of the songs I found where she had sung Spanish language 
versions. Well, of water them. goes into yes. The, the, ver- the version the, the version of water is the same on all the albums where okay. it's like that you get the both both lyrics. But there are some where she straight up did Spanish language versions oh, of, of okay. the other songs. That's nice. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That. The uh, first single off of Martika's uh, self-titled album was More Than You Know um, in early 1988. Um, this, again, big hit, number 18 hit in the U.S., number 12 on the dance charts. Uh, what do you guys think of this it's one? freestyle as hell, man. Yes, I very freestyle, very <laughs> I love it. expose. It reminded me a lot of Nia Peoples' song Trouble. Yes, yeah. I could see that. Yes, I could see that. I could hear that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's just like some some damn fine dance pop. Oh, it's God. just yeah. like this. This is totally like 1988 dance pop. Yes, it, and it kind of has that whole um, makes me think of Love Makes the World Go Round. Kinda okay. It, it it feels like it has that feel to it. Yeah, that whole like, dun, 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 <laughs> you know. Okay. Yes, it, it it makes me think of what makes the world go round. Really cute video, also that's like with the times. I think. Um, oh, there's a video for this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a video. Um, it, it it I don't know. It's it's kind of expose ish. I don't know. I mean, it, I guess that's a fair comment to make because expose. Hey, we're around a couple of years earlier. <laughs> And I, I feel like they were kind of setting the video trends at the time. But yeah, um, just very in line with all the other videos going on at the time. So, of course, we come to Martika's biggest hit, her, her most well-known song, um, Toy Soldiers, which was the second single off of this. Uh, n- number one in the U.S., top ten everywhere in the world. Um, I don't know. Why why, do you, why was this song such a I hit? I have no idea. And for, I don't like it. For, uh, for it to be a song about addiction, right. a very dark subject for a teenager to record and be a huge hit, Maybe other people interpret it as being something else or using it in some other form, like maybe not addiction, but maybe some other problem they might have been dealing with. Maybe that's why it connected and resonated with so many people. I don't know. I remember this. I remember this when it came out. Like, oh, little I, kid, my mom was super into it. She got the single. I still have it. Her single of it. And I remember she used to play it all the time. And I never liked it. I still don't. Even though it's got the Kids Incorporated people. And yes. I, got, I don't know. I just don't get it. I've never understood this song. You know, you made an I mean, interesting point, Eugene, um, that I never thought about, which that is she was still a teenager when this album came out. Because she was. She would have been 19, I guess, when this when this album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought about that. That's she interesting. She helped write it, though. She did, yeah. yeah. She, she wrote it with Michael J., who basically co-wrote this entire record with her. Um, I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Um, he was Alicia's producer, which is why he had the bounce back. There you go. It's like his one song. So, um, yeah, and you mentioned the Kids Incorporated on here. Yeah, Fergie mm-hmm. actually does do backing vocals on Fergie, J Love. Uh, oh yeah, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's right. Renee, Rashawn, the Kid. You know, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's a good. That's a that's a good uh, Facebook trivia question. I might toss that one up there today. And she was Love Hewitt back on the show. Love. Oh, that's right. Love Love Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really, I really like this song. Like you, I've uh, Daniel. I've known it my my whole life. Um, 
I, it, it's just one of those things I, I always remember hearing it on the radio. Um, even even like in that period in the late 90s when 80s music really wasn't cool. And there were like the mix stations that played like the 80s, 90s and today. Yeah. But like the 80s music they played was all like REO Speedwagon and Billy Joel. This song was always like still in the playlist. Yeah, for some I don't know reason, people people just always love this song. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Of all Martika songs to hit like crazy, and so many people love this song too. Like I'll be it played at a bar once, like three or four <laughs> weeks ago, and everyone <laughs> lost it. And I was like, what? It's, it's it, Toy Soldiers. It, it, it would be a song I wouldn't think as many people liked as they do. They love it, I don't but know. they do. You're right, and pe- people. I don't know. I think sadness resonates with people, and especially a topic like this. I think probably it's something that. Uh, a lot of people weren't singing about yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a lot, especially not in the form of pop music. So with children, yes, ex- ex- exactly. So we move on to the first of two covers that we're going to talk about on this record. Um, she covers Carol King's song, I Feel the Earth Move. Um, and this actually was released as a single also. Um, it hit number 25. Um, so it's it's kind of weird that she did. She was having these top 40 hits, but Toy Soldiers seems to be the only song people remember for some reason. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I don't I don't weird get that. To me. Yeah. Um, I, I love this cover. I think she did a fantastic job with the song. I just love the song in general. Like, there are tons of covers of this song. And they're all really good. I think it's just a well-written song. It's just a perfect song to cover. Exactly. You can take it in many different pop forms. It's just perfect, and it, it you know I love it. You're so right, and it, it's, it's a great song. It's it proves that the core of a song is what matters the most. Exactly. And no matter what, who, whoever records it does whatever version in whatever style they do. If it's at the if it at its core, if it's a well-written song, it shows. I agree. So you mentioned this one earlier when we were talking about the um, the dual language uh, aspect of Martika's work, uh, the song Water, um, which would be her last charting single from this record, um, but it did not chart in the U.S., worth noting. Um, yeah, this kind of mid-tempo. I think it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a gorgeous song. Production, lyrics, it's, it's just gorgeous. I mean, I, I like it. I just kind of feel nothing from it. That's a lot of me with Martika. (laughs) I just don't feel a lot with Martika. I'm very conflicted. But yeah, I don't know. I feel nothing. But it's like a cute little pop song. It's fine. Um, I'm not offended. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, lyrics like, I want to dive so deep into you, I might drown, are really why I love 80s music. (laughs) Like, isn't that really why we're listening, folks? Yes.
So we're going to talk about a couple of uh, album cuts here. Um, first and foremost, my probably my favorite Martika song. If you're Tarzan, I'm Jane. I mean, song. dude, this song rules. Yeah, I mean, how can you not like this? It's I, stupid, I mean, but I like oh, it. Oh, I know that was that was actually in my notes. I was like, I can't get over an oh, oh, oh. Like you put that in any song, I'm like, wow, this is great. This is good. We're gonna come back to the oh, oh, oh on the next record. I have a good reason for doing so. But uh, yeah, uh, this just so cute. I actually I was shocked that this was not a cover. I don't know why. I just I, I kind of assumed that this was a cover, but I the fact that this is a Martika original and that they came up with this ridiculousness all their own <laughs> just makes me love it that much more. I've got a primitive appetite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to swing on your vine. That's right. <laughs> wild ride. Wild ride. <laughs> So now we come to Cross My Heart, um, which we discussed back in the Eighth Wonder episode. Yeah, this one, I did not know at first when I was, I was like, oh, Cross My Heart. And then I was like, oh, no, is this that Eighth Wonder song again? <laughs> which I do like this one better than the Eighth Wonder one. Oh, blasphemy. Eighth Wonder's <laughs> version is a perfect song. I want to say I like Martika's version better. Maybe it's because it's the first version I knew. So interestingly enough, Michael J. wrote this. And yeah. if you, it, he, you know, he, he was the guy who co-wrote this, this whole album with her, basically. Um, and if you go look at the credits on the Eighth Wonder record, he just randomly shows up with this one song. He didn't. I guess he wasn't working with them in any other capacity. I don't know how they got this song or why they did their version of it, but this was Michael J's. But it's still a cover technically because Eighth Wonder did theirs first. <laughs> then Martika released hers. Just very strange. Um, yeah, I like her version just fine. I think she does. She does a great job with it. But yeah, I still like Eighth Wonder's better. Sorry, Martika. <laughs> I wanted to bring up "You Got Me Into This." Um, just if you're if you're talking '80s dance pop album fillers, like this, like dude, this yeah. is textbook, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, it's a banger. Thirteen out of ten will dance again. Yeah, like it's, it's exactly. so good. Like, like what else can you say? <laughs> <laughs> this song rules, man. And then, Jeannie, you wanted to bring up this one, this um, It's Not What You're Doing. It's so fierce. It's You Better Shape Up. I, mean, I love it. Yes, <laughs> it is so fierce. I love it. It's it's yeah. kind of like, you know, I'm eight. 
18, 19, I ain't taking no shit from you. (laughs) (laughs) You better shape up. Yes, I love this track. Love it. Yeah, I like wanted to high five Martika through the speakers. Like, get it, girl. I loved it. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed revisiting this album because I had, I can't remember, it's probably been a decade since I've actually listened to this album front to back. And like, it really is a severely underrated album. It is. I think. I, I mean, yes. for a debut and considering that she and her producer wrote the whole thing, I mean, it's it's a pretty damn underrated album. Yes, I, I, I would say so. I need to find this on vinyl. I own it. Oh, do you really? Yes, I do. I think I'm pretty sure I do. We'll check after we record. <laughs> um, so we wouldn't hear from Martika again for three more years. She mm. was releasing singles here and there and videos between those three years. Uh, but Martika's Kitchen, mm. her, her follow-up. Mm. And what today. a kitchen it is. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is a criminally underrated album. I mean, you want to talk it. about how underrated the first album is? This one is really underrated. Oh, and it kicks off with Martika's Kitchen. Bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> so Martika's Kitchen, the album, uh, goes to number 111 on the Billboard 200. It did not do well for mm-hmm. here. Well, it's because everyone However, sucked in 1991. Everyone was terrible. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Opinions. It's a historical fact. <laughs> historical fact. Everyone sucks in 1991. Uh, this did, however, hit number 15 in the UK and number 9 in Australia. So again, uh, doing doing big things in Australia. Um, the first single uh, she dropped off of Martika's Kitchen was Love Thy Will Be Done. Mm-hmm. Of course, a collaboration with the man himself, Prince. The purple one. The purple blessed one. hands. <laughs> we were so blessed. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you guys have first crack at this one <laughs> it, I, I remember hearing this a lot when it was out I've, I've, I didn't appreciate it mm-hmm. as much as I do now I like it more now than I did when I was younger I guess I didn't it really all didn't sink in for me but I love this song yeah for me this song I think that this song is like sneaky perfect it's just, it's the same. It doesn't go anywhere. On paper, it doesn't go anywhere. The beat is just the same the whole time. Musically, it's just the whole thing. But it builds through the vocals. Yes. And Martika's going a different route this time. I don't know if she's trying to be an adult, but like she's having to do a softer vocal, a more adult She definitely vocal. is doing a more adult I, thing. I just love it. Like, it's just, yeah, I, when I was little, I didn't care about, care for this that much. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. But yeah, the, the more I hear it, the older I get, I'm like, wow, this is really a crazy insane song yeah near the end where she where they start you know doing that whole run on the lyrics it's just like oh my god that's so good so this is like this is a very obviously a prince song right because it was very in line with things that he was doing or also potentially under the table doing like things that his buddies were doing around this time um, it really was reminiscent to me of a song that he wrote for sheena easton called 101 Okay. Um, I, yes. It reminded me a lot yeah. of that in tone, and also um, Sheila E's "Cuckoo," very, very, very similar in production, using the same kind of instruments, drum machines, and things like that. Um, Prince actually played this in his live sets, yeah. like basically for the rest of his life. Really? After, mm-hmm. 
he he would he would throw this one in pepper it in occasionally um yeah be- beautiful song it gives me the So now we get to talk about the title track, Martika's Kitchen. Mm. I, don't, um, I don't know if mm. we can. We're too excited. Mm. <laughs> I love this song. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. This was mm. this was Martika's final charting song in the U.S. By the way, worth noting, it only hit number ninety-three, but it, it that's a tragedy. That it wrong. is a tragedy. tragedy. That shit's wrong. It was number one in my heart. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this this is an incredible song. <laughs> love it. Um, Another Prince one, <laughs> and it's so obviously Prince. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the, and the video is just like I I don't, I don't know why it's like. I think about like these '90s kitchens, right? Like <laughs> kitchens from my childhood, right? Like, like with the lattice work, with the ivy and whatnot. I'm just like, it's like a perfect '90s kitchen, like in this video. Like, She's wearing the perfect '90s clothes, right? Like, if there were such a thing as a '90s kitchen, it is the freaking kitchen in this video. Um, yeah. Also, the dude dancing with her in the video—is there any chance that's Nikki? I was trying to get a good look at him. I I'm actually sure. was looking at that too. I don't know. I think his skin tone is a little bit off for it to be Nikki. Mm. He, the guy in the video seems like a little bit darker than Nikki, so I don't think it was him. But that was my if, first thought. Like I saw the dude dancing, and I thought, "Oh my god, that might be Nikki." I thought but that no. too, and then I wanted to be like, "Oh my god, did they meet on the set of Martika's <laughs> Kitchen?" Oh, no wonder they're married. <laughs> what a love story. <laughs> I mean, it just and for for an album opener such as Martika's Kitchen, it just kicks in with the booms. It, it just yeah. and then she woo, here we go. Yep, the yeah. table is set, babe. And yes, oh, so good. You gotta love if you're good. I'll let you break the dishes. Yeah, also. and I'm like, mm, why is that a reward? <laughs> I like you, but why are you breaking my dishes? Isn't that hot though? No. You're just like, oh my no, god, I want you now so much. I want, I want you to break the dishes. Nope. I'll let you break my dishes. Nope. You better clean that shit up and get out of my kitchen. <laughs> I don't think. I don't get think out of Maxwell's kitchen. That's right. Get out of Maxwell's, Maxwell's, Maxwell's. Get out of Maxwell's kitchen. <laughs> I'm isolating that recording and I'm just going to have that hooked up in my actual kitchen. And then someone, I'm just going to have a button. <laughs> Somebody pisses me off in my house. So we got to talk about Colored Kisses. This was Martika's last charting single to date in any country. It, it charted um, in the UK at number 41 and it hit number 39 in Australia. Um, also worth noting, do we know who produced this one? This was Clavillis and Cole doing this. Oh, track. yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good old C&C of, their, of the music factory. Yeah. 
I mean, this vi- this music video, this is like literally the epitome of the early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it was a lot. It's a lot of look. Just um, like a lot of like the the I don't know, the the multicolored and like her in the bathtub and everything. I don't know. I'm I'm digging I mean, it. It's some, oh, like, that's very 90s. It's yes. like some smooth ass 90s R&B Martika, which is like yeah, whatever. Yes, it is. I yes, mean, it's it is. fine. I like it. I don't know if we need to like start the song by naming the multiple colors of the kisses. I think we could have left that out. (laughs) But other than that, you know what? Let's, let's not police Martika's need to express herself. Yeah. I I don't want to tone police. However, (laughs) through the various, I think actually technically what you just did was Pantone police. So we get a slow jam, uh, Safe in the Arms of Love, um, was the kind of last single she would drop off of this. Um, yeah, nice little slow jam. Um, co-written by uh, Michael J. Michael J's back here. And uh, a guy named Cruz, Michael Cruz, he is credited on the first record as a, quote, jungle boy on if you're Tarzan, I'm Jane. Oe oe oe. So he's one guy. of the oe 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 guys, and he oh, wow. came back and he co-wrote this song for her next. Album. I was trying to figure How out where, we, that? where you were going to throw in an oe oe later. I, I, I thought maybe it was because you know the time, Jungle of Prince. Uh, no, that's what I was thinking. He was coming back to. Yeah, no. Um, I really enjoy the uh, creeping sax in the background that just like comes in after the chorus. I'm like, I don't think we need it, but like, it's so perfect <laughs> for that kind of like. We are R&B now to put that creeping Saxon in the background. I really like that. A little note. She did release one more single off of this, but only to clubs. It was like a, a remix EP um, of the song Spirit. Oh, my God. When I think like early 90s house music and, and like pride anthems, this is what I'm talking about, baby. I, I think I have always listened to this song and got in the background. There's certain nuances of it that once again, I'm going to bring up Madonna here. It makes me think of Vogue in some parts. Yeah, it absolutely. I think that the whole, like, this record, I think, is very much in line with, like, what Madonna was doing with Lenny Kravitz and Ingrid Chavez around this yes. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think it, it very, so that's that's a very good observation, Jeannie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I love house music. And so to hear Martika do house music, even just for one track, I think it's Yeah, cool. I need to, like, have this grow on me more. This did not do anything for me. It oh. did almost nothing. Like, I kept finding myself zoning out in the middle of it. <laughs> So maybe I need to like listen to it more because you all were getting some meanings that I ain't getting. <laughs> Just what more can? 
Martika essentially left the music industry after this um, second record. Um, I, I was watching some more modern interviews with her over the last few years, and I found one from her around uh, the year 2000 or so. Um, and she, in both, she she was consistent in these, these, these interviews that were essentially 16 years apart, in that she just said kind of that she had never really lived her life as an adult. Hmm. And and wanted to, you know, she said basically she was tired of people doing things for her and that she wanted to, she wanted to be an adult. She wanted to live her life. She wanted to learn and grow and, and do things for herself um, and just kind of got burned out. Um, she, I never could find an interview. I wanted to find something where she mentioned Nikki by name, being married to him. She mentions her husband. She always mentions like, I'm married and I have a little dog with my husband and whatnot, but she never is like my husband, Nikki. I, I, one time I wanted there, my husband, Michael, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. one time I wanted that. They are sneaky. Um, Those two. They did. <laughs> form uh, a group called Opera, which was mentioned in one, I think it was the VH1 Where Are They Now clip that I found of yes. her from around 1999-2000. Ah. They, they mention Opera, how she had formed Opera, I think it was. Um, and, and they definitely like show her like in a studio like recording new stuff. Um, did you guys, have you, have you guys heard any of the Opera stuff? No, I, 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 she's I scared too. I think it was a long time ago and I just don't remember it. So the only place I could find it, um, the album is for sale on the UK Amazon website. It's not on the US Amazon, but they had some samples. So I was able to finally like go through and listen to some like low fidelity samples of what opera sounds like. It's like, it's a rock project. It's really, it's very straightforward, like rock music. And she's kind of doing this almost like a riot girl kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. It's, it's different. Um, not for me, but whatever. Good for her. Martika's dungeon. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I just had a thought. She so, should make albums of all of her rooms. <laughs> Martika's dungeon. Martika's bathroom. Martika's basement. <laughs> Martika's jank ass and attic. Can, and then she can get a show on the Food Network. <laughs> Martika's wine cellar. Martika, Martika's backyard barbecue. That's what I'm saying. We need the invite to Martika's backyard barbecue. Yes, Hell Martika, yeah. please make Martika, this happen. in case we didn't make it obvious last week, we really want to come to Ohio and hang out with you yeah, and Nikki. Yeah, also, I, I, did, I did find... Where she and Nikki are, I'm not. I'm not going to say it, but I'm just saying I. Oh, that's good. I came up with another angle and I was successful, so now I know. That's good. And that makes me very happy to know that. Oh my God, just suburban Martika. Yes, it's Martika, so invite us to Martika's wine cellar. Yes, and Martika's backyard barbecue, and Nikki, and, and Martika's vault of unreleased music. We <laughs> we wouldn't mind we going would there that. either. <laughs> um. Also, I want to note that she appeared on a TV series that I'd never heard of. That was called Wise Guy. Had, yes. Have you heard of this TV series? Uh-uh. It stars Jonathan Banks, who most people from this generation would know as playing Mike Ehrmantraut on Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. But he was in this TV show for, they were in for like yeah. four seasons. Wise Guy went on for a while. She was in six episodes as a character named Dahlia Mendez, which I just love. That would be an amazing drag name. Just got to throw yeah. that out there. Yeah. Um, and Martika, um, because of her her fame in Australia, um, I know went on tour last year in Australia doing like one of those 80s retro tours that happened. Mm-hmm. She was on tour with my, my good buddy Stacey Q. 
Um, and my, my friend Ethan, uh, Ethan actually, who composed the theme music for this show, uh, he saw her and said that she was absolutely fantastic. I got to say, by the way, these modern interviews, she looks amazing. She looks good she as hell. She ages well. She, well, yeah, I mean, like, what age? I mean, she's, how, we'll see, how old would Martika be now? 48? No, she, she would be, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah about, like about that. 47, 48. It's mid-40, yeah. But I mean, good God, she looks amazing. She looks almost exactly the same, really. Yeah. It's 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 pretty freaky. Maybe she and oh my god, maybe we've cracked it. What they're, va- they're vampires. That's why we don't know where they are. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why we don't ever see Nikki. He's what if Nikki is like the he, he's like the uh, the Jerry Dandridge of the. <laughs> he's like leading the vampire pack. Okay. See, this is what happens when you're so, so we've stalked these people. Your life. We, we've you stalked these people and accused them of being vampires now. <laughs> but if they okay, would just tell well, us. They would just tell us what they're doing, then we wouldn't have to speculate. All right. Well, while we go assemble our legal team to handle the fallout of this episode, uh, you can check out our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com, where we'll post all the videos and clips from all the songs we talked about here today, including well, the the um, the Entertainment 81. Got, you gotta go the watch Entertainment that. 80, uh, the Entertainment 80 possible Skeezy. sexual harassment. Um, we are also on Twitter, at offbeattracks. Yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, another episode. Uh, I'd like to thank Jeannie for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Thank best. you. It, it's been so fun. Cool. I'm Max. I'm Danielle. See ya. I'm Jeannie. Bye.